Hello. Hello. And welcome to Killer Crime and Sister Time. Um, we're late as per usual, but life got crazy, so um, like, sorry, kind of. So like, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. Man. If you're like just catching up, you're like, oh, this is fine. Like, I didn't like, you know, I didn't have a lapse in my episodes. Uh, if you are listening real time. Sorry. You 100% had a lapse. <laughs> yeah. Liberty is working crazy hours, and um, I am working, and that in itself is crazy. So. Yeah, my new schedule is like 2 to 10 every single day, so it's just like very inconvenient for everyone. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're but here. We're doing good things. Happy to be back. We Happy missed you guys. Back. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how have you been? Um, I've been okay. I had a, like a rough couple weeks at work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fine. Um, I have amazing coworkers and amazing friends, and they made it all better. So sweet. Yeah, and I got. Um, we have some interns in our office, and that has been helping a lot. They ask a lot of questions, which is good. Happy they're learning. Love um, it. And that takes a little time. <laughs> but other than that, um, it's good. They they get a lot of stuff done for me. So it's amazing. And I love that. How old do you feel having, like, interns? Like, I feel very old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the plus side, to deal with the stress, Will and I booked a vacation to Mexico. Um, so we're going to Mexico in October. <laughs> I know. So I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I do like being an adult for that reason and that reason alone. As you should. So, do, yeah. So, whatchamacallit, how does that work with, like, the military? Like, does Will just have to, like, request that off, like, now? Like, uh, he'll request it off closer, but, yeah, he just has to request it off, and then it generally gets approved. Yeah. Um, so, he's chilling. He also isn't in charge of, like, anyone anymore. Like, he's an XO, so he, he's not a platoon leader or anything. So it's a little easier to get time off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then next week we go to Washington to finally have the wedding that we paid for three years ago. So that's pretty exciting. Yay. So excited. Uh, 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 I can't uh. wait. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to be... Uh mimosa tipsy the whole weekend it's gonna be iconic that's facts yeah you can't let me i've been drunk at like every family function no i haven't uh, <laughs> i like every family function like the past like three of them so like i can't this time because then i like always say something funny i think it's funny <laughs> you have to because it's my wedding and we waited two years for it i'll do the best i can what time anyway. does your flight leave on Sunday? Like, when are you leaving Washington? Uh, our flight leaves at 11 a.m. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Because I work. I picked up a shift, though, so that's kind of my fault. But I need that one. I have a tattoo appointment, so. That's right. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm so excited. John thinks it's basic, but I don't give a fuck. I think John's basic. He literally has a Punisher tattoo, so I don't want him to actually speak to me about tattoos. I do love that tattoo. <laughs> um, but, 
Yeah, so I'm getting like a huge like leg piece on my hip thigh area. Yeah. I'm just hoping it doesn't hurt that bad because this is going to be like a three-hour tattoo. It's a needle stabbing into your skin repeatedly, so it's not going to feel good. I just need I need you to be aware. I know it's not going to feel good, but like it's not going to feel horrendous. I hope like this hurt really bad. Yeah. But the, I chose a sensitive spot. Like this is a fatty area. Right. So fingers crossed. I guess we'll see. We shall see. I don't know. <laughs> when is but, your tattoo appointment? July 18th. Oh. She told me to, I asked her, she told me to do it after the trip because, like, you know, sun exposure and then I'm going to be in a lake and we yeah. get infected and stuff. And Missouri lakes are gross, so. Lovely. How far is the lake from, like, your house? Like, three hours. Oh, my husband has delivered me food. That is love. Oh, he's being loud. I apologize. Thank you. You hear that, America? I don't give a fuck. Wow. <laughs> he's awesome. Zach, if you don't get out of here. No. <laughs> we bring me barbecue sauce. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no. You don't get barbecue sauce. From you. Zach, if you don't get out of my recording studio. <laughs> but, um, did you get chicken from... Uh, Dequizzle. Uh-huh. I want canes the minute I fucking get there. Like, yes. literally. Yeah. We can do that. Deal. It's right by the airport. So. Okay, good, because I need it. Okay. I just told you you can have it. Calm down, bro. need it. I need <laughs> a large sweet tea and some goddamn canes. Right. Valid. Um, but, yeah, so it's July 18th. And I'm so excited. That's so exciting. Um, yeah. She's doing chicken things, folks. Yeah, I'm doing chicken things. Okay, that's good, that's good. (laughs) Not too much! (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't want to touch anything! (laughs) I don't like my food to touch, because I'm a giant child, so... See, I don't like my salad to touch my pasta. Yeah. So I feel like our family always has salad with pasta, and I hate when it touches, so I just wait till everyone gets their salad, and then I eat the salad out of the bowl. That's what I do here. Yeah, see? I hate when it touches. I do, too. I don't blame you, Chief. Right. So today, um, since we haven't done one in a month or two, we chose to do another Unsolved, because I saw somewhere that that's how true crime podcasts could help bring awareness to the crime community in unsolved cases and actually help people. So I was like, fuck yeah. So we're doing them more often. Um, but yeah. So do you want me to start while you eat your chicken? Yeah, go for it. Deal. Let me move you to the side. Okay. So mine's actually a pretty, pretty crazy story. And I never heard of it, but apparently it was really big in the nineties or sorry, eighties, late eighties. Okay. Um, also, how old do you feel being born in the 90s? That was a really rude thing for you to say to me. (laughs) (laughs) Who hurt you? She's fine, guys, I promise. Um, (laughs) Can you hear me okay? Like, because my mic's kind of far away, so. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, cool. Um, 
I chose the Tara Calico case. Have you heard of this one? I have not. Mm, yeah, this was a pretty big one, but it was like late 80s, so before, a couple years before your time. Shut the fuck up. I was born in the mid-90s. You're fucking geezer. <laughs> I will murder you. <laughs> so, Tara Calico disappeared from Bellin, New Mexico on September 20th, 1988. Um, her and her mom used to go on daily bike rides, and I read somewhere it was, like, a 36-mile bike ride. Like, who just... Oh, my God. And I was like, maybe that, maybe that's wrong. Maybe it was, like, a 36-mile stretch of road. I have no fucking clue, but they were long-ass bike rides, apparently. I mean, I guess I can do, like, eight miles in 30 minutes. So it's not, like, that, like... Like a two-, three-hour bike ride, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't fucking know. So, something like that. They were pretty long bike rides, that's all I'm going to say. So, she goes on her daily bike ride on the morning of September 20th, and her route was along the New Mexico State Road 47. And it was basically the same every day. Her mother, Patty Doyle, used to do it with her, but Patty had an incident with a driver um, a couple rides before where they got too close for comfort and deliberately passed her and Tara, like, multiple times. And so Patty, Tara's mom's like, no, nah, like, I'm not fucking with this anymore. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't want to go. And so she was only going sparingly. But since that incident, she'd been asking Tara to carry Mace. And Tara was like, no, like, I don't need Mace. Like, I'm fine. And refused and kept going. Always take the Mace. It's facts. So she didn't take the Mace. She's all by herself. So on the morning of September 20th, Tara made a joke to her mom about coming to look for her if she wasn't home by noon because she had a tennis date with her boyfriend at 12.30 and she didn't want to miss it. Noon rolled around and Tara never came home. So she basically just disappeared in broad daylight and thin air and there was no information on Tara for 10 months. They didn't find anything. So what happened? Not even her bike? No, they never found her bike or her. So noon rolls around on the day of September 20th, and Patty is driving up and down the route that she does her biking on, looking for Tara. um, Sorry, I didn't move my chair. So she's driving up and down the highway. She's looking for Tara and nothing. Like, she's not seeing her bike. She's not seeing anything. So at this point, Patty calls the police, and she's like, what the fuck? So once a search party was, like, formally, like, truly put together... They didn't find her or her bike, and nobody that they questioned saw any sort of abduction. Multiple people said they saw a light-colored pickup they thought was riding next to the cyclist or with the cyclist. So that was, like, the only clue they had was a light-colored pickup truck driving near Tara. Police did eventually find pieces of Tara's Walkman and cassette tape along the road, and her mom was convinced that it was her trying to leave a trail. Like, pieces of it, like... Right, like, scattered along the... Yeah, like, farther along the road. Mm -hmm. So, at this point, and after so much time has passed, the police are like, there's no evidence of foul play, and they start questioning the home life, of course, because it's the 80s, and they don't know. Right. And start questioning them, um, whatchamacallit, and her parents were like... Oh, and they asked, like, a bunch of questions about whether she wanted to travel or not. And her parents were like, no, fuck you. She didn't run away. She didn't travel. Like, trust me. Like, she right. wanted to go on this tennis date with her boyfriend, and now she's gone. Like, what? No information this whole time. And so, eventually, um, nine months later, on June 15th, 1989, 
after her disappearance, a Polaroid picture was discovered in a parking lot in Port St. Port St. Joe, Florida, 1,500 miles from where Tara had disappeared because she disappeared in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. The lady who finds this Polaroid sees a teenage girl and a child and a boy lying on sheets and pillows in the bed of a van, and they both appear to be bound and have duct tape over their mouths. So you can't see their faces because they have the duct tape over their mouth. What the fuck? I know, and this random lady just finds this Polaroid in the parking lot, and the woman who found the picture called the police and was like, this just fell out of this dude's pocket, he got into a white Toyota van, Um, the driver has a mustache, he's in his 30s, and she's trying to describe him, and then he drives away, and police attempted to roadblock the driver, but was unsuccessful. How? Um, Because they probably just got to it too slow, like they tried to put up a perimeter and he was already out of it. Oh my god. So they put the photo, um, they put the Polaroid of the people bound on America's Most Wanted and was like, if you have any information about this, like, please tell us, like, all that good stuff. Yeah. And then um, Patty and, so Patty's husband's name was John. So Patty and John's family and friends are calling them and it's like, yo, this looks like Tara. Like, is this Tara, like, in this Polaroid? And Patty wasn't sure at first, but she keeps looking and looking. She sees that there's a discolored streak on her thigh from a car accident, and it looks like Tara's. And Tara, and in, in the photo, there's a book lying next to the girl, and it's one of Tara's favorite authors. So slowly, Patty's like, whoa, this could be Tara. Like, something seems crazy here. Right. So... All authorities, like FBI, everyone's trying to see if it was Tara. And eventually the Scotland Yard took a crack at it and did conclude the photo was Tara. They were like, yeah, this is her. But then, like, other American-based organizations were like, no, this isn't her. So, like, there's that kind of controversy. Right. And they knew that the photo had been recent because the type of film that was used, they concluded that it was, like, only made during this time or whatever. So the picture was recent. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, and then eventually, um, in 2003, her family moves from New New Mexico to Florida, and her mom says, here in my home, there's nothing I can do that remi- that doesn't remind me of Tara. And so Aww. that's why they moved to Florida. Okay, did they but, move to Florida because that's where they think she was last seen? I'm not sure. I think they just needed a change of pace. They don't know. Okay. So the boy that they thought was in the photo, because there was a boy that went missing in New Mexico around the same time as Tara, and it looked like the boy in the photo. Mm -hmm. Oh, they took, he took Patty and the boy to Florida, like he kidnapped him at the same time, took him to Florida, but that was quickly debunked because they found the boy's body that they were looking for in New Mexico, so the boy in the photo couldn't have been him. Oh, no. So in 2008, Sheriff Rene Riviera of Valencia County, New Mexico, said he knew what happened to Tara and who did it. Did but he enlighten us? He says he can't name the suspects because it was two men who at the time were teenagers and they followed her on her bike and some accident happened with the car and the bike. And in a panic, they killed her and either threw away her body or like hit her and died and and, like then put it through her body somewhere. Um, But he said that without remains, no arrest could be made. And so he was like, I can't give you guys the names. So he never gave up the names and nothing ever came of that. And Tara's family comes out and is like, why the fuck would you even say something? Right. 
if you That's know what I'm saying. it's coming from this, like, don't eat, just don't tell us. Like, it's fine. Just keep it to your fucking self. Because, like, now they are just wondering. No, literally. And that was in 2008. And so, um, in 2013, authorities created a task force to try and, like, reunite the case. But mm-hmm. nothing came of it, unfortunately. Um, and so, to this day, it's still a cold case. Um, but as of, what was it, 2016 or 2018, um, FBI is offering a $20,000 reward of anything that leads to, like, a conviction, an arrest, or anything, any evidence found. Um, Tara Calico is her name. She was born February 28th, 1969, in New Mexico. She has brown hair, hazel eyes, and a large scar on the back of her right shoulder, and a dime-sized brown birthmark on the back of one of her legs. Um... At the time, they said she was 110, 115 pounds, and any information reported to the FBI had yet to blind. So, 1969, how old would she be now? That would be 31 years. So, she'd be in her 50s? She'd be in her 50s now, so, you know, it's, yeah. Mm, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, absolutely, and they never found anything, and both of her parents have now passed. And they never found anything of their daughter. That is so sad. Yeah, just, like, disappeared into thin air. It's heartbreaking to know, like, that there's people who never get closure to, like, the worst thing that, you know, that happened to them. Oh, absolutely. And it's just, like, the weird thing was, is like, that white, that light-colored truck that everyone said they saw, like, driving next to her. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, like, like... Where did that come from, you know? Right. Yeah. Especially if people thought, like, that they were together. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, my story is the disappearance of Morgan Nick. Ooh, okay. I've never heard of this one either. Okay. So, Morgan Nick disappeared in 1996 at just six years old. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Or 1995, sorry, I I mistyped. Um, On June 9th, 1995, in Alma, Arkansas, Morgan was at a Little League baseball game. I think it was, like, her brother's or something. Mm -hmm. Um, She was with her mom, and around 10.30 p.m., she asked if she could catch lightning bugs with some of her friends. Mm -hmm. So they were all playing and doing that. Um, Her mom was a little hesitant at first, but allowed her to go ahead. Morgan wrapped her arms around her mom's neck, kissed her Uh cheek, and then went to play. Um, Her mom felt okay because she could see the kids from where she was sitting, and she checked on them multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, Morgan and her friends eventually, like, stopped to empty out sand from their shoes, Mm -hmm. and uh, Morgan stopped by her mom's car, and her friends were a few dozen feet away uh, watching her. Um, they claim that there was a creepy man watching Morgan and talking to her while she was putting her shoes back on. Yeah. Um, other witnesses also saw this man. Sorry, I had to burp away from the mic. Um, (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Um, other witnesses also saw this man observing Morgan and Mm -hmm. noticed a red truck with a white camper. And when I saw like pictures of like the, or like description of, 
you know, where they actually draw up the crime scene, not mm-hmm. like actual photos. Right. Um, but it looked like one of those, you know, truck bed campers that they can put on top. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the truck apparently left the area around the same time that Morgan went missing. Okay. Uh, so shortly after the game ended, Morgan's friends returned to the field to meet their families and Morgan was no longer with them. They told Morgan's mom that she was at their car, uh, because remember she was emptying her shoes over there. And so that was the last time they saw her. Um, but when her mother arrived, she was nowhere to be found. Yeah. No. Um, so a massive investigation was launched in order to find Morgan. Mm -hmm. The police began looking for the camper as described, um, and people described it as having damage near the right rear, Mm -hmm. and it was a little too low for the truck, uh, like, that it didn't fit it quite right. Right. Um, the truck was red and believed to have Arkansas plates. Uh-huh. And the man watching Morgan was described as white, six feet tall, medium build, a mustache and a beard. And he was in his late 20s or 30s. Um, that bitch is stomping around the house. I heard that. I was wondering what that was. So... Anyway, that happened in 1995, mm-hmm. um, and nothing came about from those initial searches. Um, I could imagine. Yeah, they didn't find any evidence or the truck they were looking for or the man, nothing. Um, in January of 2002, though, police conducted a dig in Boonville, Arkansas, after re- mm-hmm. receiving a tip that Morgan could, could be buried there. What? The tip... The tip was so... Why is she yelling? <laughs> I don't know if anyone else heard that. <laughs> Fuck. Little <Literally> cry. <laughs> anyway. Tears. The tip was so specific that they felt it was important to follow it. So they ended up doing the search. And... Um, the same day they concluded that unfortunately they didn't find any promising evidence and couldn't continue. So um, eight years later in November of 2010, investigators were led to a vacant home in Spiro, Oklahoma Mm -hmm. on a lead that Morgan has been in the house once again, nothing came from this lead. And I don't know like how, like what these tips or leads were, but apparently they were, you know, good enough for them to follow. But yet nothing is coming of them. Jesus Christ! She literally closed the door so fast that the shoe organizer fucking fell off. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. I'm going to kill her. I'm literally gonna kill her. <laughs> anyway, okay. okay. Uh, Again, tip about her being in the house. Got it. Yeah, but again, nothing came from this tip. Right. Um, again, in December of 2017, investigators returned to the home and mm-hmm. had cadaver condav- dogs search the area, but yeah. no evidence was found. Okay. So, I, like I said, I don't know what these tips are, but they're feeling the need to follow them and nothing's coming from it. Right. 
Um, toward the end of 2021, authorities claimed that they were closer than ever to identifying Morgan's abductor. And they believe that the abductor is Billy Jack Lynx, who was from Crawford County, Arkansas. Okay. And about two months after Morgan disappeared, uh-huh. he, attempt- he attempted to abduct another child in the same area. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Lynx died in prison in 2000, so he cannot be confronted about this or interrogated at all. Right. Um, but it is known that he lived 13 minutes from the spot of Morgan's disappearance. Right. He, he drove a red pickup truck. Okay. And when searched, a bunch of suspicious stuff had been found in his vehicle. Okay. Um, yeah, like tape and, like, rope and stuff like that. So, like, Ooh. an ab- an abductor's kit, you know, basically. No, literally. Yeah. So the FBI and local police are also trying to hunt down blood evidence taken from his vehicle back in 1995. Um, But they haven't been able to find it yet. Mm -hmm. And throughout the years, thousands of leads were brought forward, but still no clue to her whereabouts were ever established. Um, Morgan's family has created a foundation in hopes of finding their daughter and helping families cope with the disappearances of children and prevention of child disappearances. Right. Um, Also, the Arkansas Amber Alert System is named for Morgan. Oh. I know. Um, And it is said that there have been many sightings of Morgan across the United States, and her family believes them to be true because they still believe that she is alive. So they've been holding out hope since her disappearance. That No, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, there's no evidence to say that she's not. It's just been so long. That, like, it's hard to just. Yeah. Um, if you or anyone you know has information on the location of Morgan Nick, please contact one 573 or 1-800-CALL-FBI. Um, and, you know, give your tip to them and see if it's something that they can proceed on. Um, my sources were the Morgan Nick Foundation, Wikipedia, Insider, NBC News, and CARC. So, I didn't gather my sources because I'm a dick. <laughs> Liberty does not want to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> I forgot, and I'm sorry, because everywhere I get information from deserves credit. <laughs> I apologize. Sure you do, bud. <laughs> Just kidding. Whatever. But yeah, so that's our episode this week, guys. Um yeah. I thought that was, I just think it's really, um, whatchamacallit, blah, 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 blah. I think it was really, I think it's really important to bring light to, like, unsolved cases. Um, yeah, it's really important to victims' families and giving them closure. Exactly. Sorry, I'm trying to, I knew was doing, trying to do recruitment clothes, so. Get it together, man. I know. Um... Yeah. I hate having to buy recruitment clothes because I'm never going to wear these fucking clothes ever again. So I will be honest with you. I still wear some of the recruitment clothes. Like the mm. basics, like the white shorts or whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 Ours are like 
I have dresses for two of the days, heels for two of the days. So I'm never going to wear again. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Um, so, yeah, guys, I hope you like this episode. If there's any um, stories you want to bring light to, please send it to our email, um, killercrimeandsistertime at gmail.com. Or you can shoot them into our DMs on Insta, um, which is at Killer Crime and Sister Time. Um, what else? Uh, next week, maybe. It's my wedding week. Um, but next week, we'll have a listener story slash crazy news uh, episode. So feel free to send us any news stories or personal ghost stories or, you know, whatever. We want to hear it all. Um Again, to those same places. Mm-hmm. Any shout-outs, anything. Like, we will talk about anything. We are bitches for the people. We are. We are. Um. So, yeah. Do you have any other final thoughts? Nope. But only that. Hopefully we can be on time next week. <laughs> it would be, like, my ultimate goal to just get ahead. So then if we ever have a week where we can't record... Oh, yeah, we can absolutely do that. It's, like, a non-issue. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I love this planning mindset we're going into. Thank you. I think we should try it. (laughs) Done, done, done. I don't know. We'll Mm -hmm. let you guys know how that goes. Um, I'm sure you'll hear about it. (laughs) Oh, you absolutely will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Yes, thanks for listening. You guys have a great uh, week. And maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, there we go.